This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Edmonton Stingers tip off. Oh, my voice just changed. Edmonton Stingers tip off in Winnipeg in about half an hour for their playoff game in the CEBL. We will uh, keep an eye on that one for you. It is also on TSN 5 if you have a full cable package. Which we don't, for some reason. Which we don't, yes. <laughs> we only get up to TSN, too. Uh, but I can follow it online as well. Uh, so that's coming up. Uh, Riverhawks have their uh, Santa's Anonymous game tonight. So if you are going down to the ballpark, you're probably already on your way. Uh, but take something for Santa's. Uh, that's always appreciated if you can help us out. Elks, uh, Chris Jones says Trey Ford's going to start at quarterback, but the other two guys will probably play against Winnipeg on Thursday. And in the CFL tonight, it's Toronto taking on Calgary. The Argos have uh, yet to lose a game this season. Quick look at your headlines. All right. 780-496-0063. If uh, you want to get in touch, Chris Jones saying today that uh, Trey Ford has been putting in the extra work. He was here all week, too. He was here during the break, and uh, he was throwing routes to some of the guys that stayed in town. There was three or four of them that were here every day and running and throwing, so uh, he's put the work in. All right, and Jones uh, obviously hoping Ford can spark the offense. Can move around with his legs, you know, and he throws better than people think that he does. Now it's a matter of him just seeing it. And, again, it's a big stage for him, so it's a good good opportunity for him to show, uh, show he's a player. All right, well, let's hope he's a player. <laughs> I mean, we, again, we saw a little bit from him last year. We know he can move around. He's an excellent U-sports, uh, was an excellent U-sports quarterback, and he's going to get the chance here for the Elks, who really have nowhere to go but up on offense. I, I know we've talked about a lot of bad games and what is rock bottom. I guess once you've been shut out more than once, hopefully that's rock bottom. I mean, if they got shut out again, okay, well, we've already seen it. <laughs> Second time feels like doesn't matter if there's much difference between two or three or four shutouts. Uh, 780-496-0063. I mentioned BC getting blown. I just want to get to this. They, they got blown up by Winnipeg last night, 50-14. to 14. Here are the points allowed by BC per game this season. 15-0-6-45-19-9-0-50. and 50. So BC either allows under 20 points or over 45. There has been no in between. <laughs> well, that's that's what the stats say. Wow. So in their six wins, they have allowed a total of 49 points, including two shutouts of the Elks. And in their two losses, they have allowed 95 points. <laughs> That's pretty. I mean, now against Toronto, it was all those interceptions didn't help. Mm -hmm. And uh, but then Winnipeg just came out and took it to him last night, like oh, just chucking the ball. Kenny Lawler had a hundred yards. 
right away, mm-hmm. like in the first few, few offensive plays for Winnipeg. So anyway, uh, the points allowed by BC in each game this season, 15 45-19-9-0-50. So basically every fourth game, they play terrible mm-hmm. and give up a ton of points. I was talking Other earlier that, today. With, they rarely get scored on. Yeah, I was uh, Reed, I was talking earlier today with some of our uh, colleagues down at uh, QR 770, or 77, 770 in Calgary, I should say, uh, and they were kind of hesitant with the uh, potential result of tonight's game against Toronto. They weren't really optimistic. Well, the stats aren't great. I, I think there are three good teams in the league, BC, Winnipeg, and Toronto. I think it drops off fairly quickly after that. Montreal appears to be decent. Then what? You have Ottawa, Hamilton, Saskatchewan, Calgary, and Edmonton. Look, the Elks mm-hmm. are the worst. They're 0-8. They've been shut out twice. I can't argue that they are, are better than their record. They are fully deserving of their record. Uh, Saskatchewan has only beat Calgary and Edmonton. Edmonton, uh, Calgary's uh, beat Saskatchewan. They have another win. Ottawa appeared to be a team on the rise. They won overtime games against Winnipeg and Calgary, and then they lost to Hamilton, who's not very good. So we'll see. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. What do we have, Kellen? Oh, we have the uh, the free part solution for your perfect long weekend on the text line here. So uh, Ron F texts in and simply just says beer, steak, and nachos. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, those, that's a great list. What a start. Three things you need for a perfect long weekend is our off-topic topic. Beer, steak, steak, and nachos. nachos. I believe those are the three food groups, are they not? It is. It covers it all. Are there still... <laughs> we used to learn that in school. The, was it the four food groups? Four food groups, yes. What are they? I don't even... I couldn't even name them now. Dairy, uh, dairy meat, meats, vegetables, and, vegetables and cereals? The, uh, grains. Is, are those actually the, yeah, the four I, food I groups? I think so, yeah. People who, who actually know about protein or who teach this are horrified right now. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my grade two teacher. I did This didn't stay with me at the age of 49. You're, you're also asking a type two diabetic about the four, four food groups. Oh, so you've so had insane. to learn a lot. <laughs> Fruits and vegetables, meats and proteins, dairy and grains. There you go. So if you put jalapenos on the nachos... There's your vegetable. Yes. Meat is the steak. Dairy is the cheese on the nacho. Yes. And the corn chips would be the uh, grains, would they not? Yep. Or would the beer be the grains? Either or. Yeah, so that's covered. Yeah. That's, that's a it. brilliant text. That's that's what they call a square meal. That is the... <laughs> around you could arrange the nachos in a square around the steak, and then the beer is in a round glass. That's right. 10 out of 10. This Love show it. is... Certainly, uh, also very good at geometry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Farmer Ed texts again and says, uh, Hi, Reed, the perfect weekend entails. Number one, the perfect backcountry camping spot. Number two, all my family and best friends. And number three, a cooler full of ice and my favorite brew. Although my fi- wife figures dry firewood should be deferred. That's from Farmer Ed. Well, the, f- the dry firewood is important if you are going out to the to the lake or to the backcountry somewhere camping. So camping... Uh, I, I have never been a camper, I, and I feel, you know, I was talking to a colleague today mm-hmm. who uh, who was going uh, camping, and I said, is your partner going with you? And she said, no, they don't like even walking 10 minutes to get to a campsite. Really? Yes. Yeah. Mm. So that's not happening. Mm. Well, I'm going tomorrow, and uh, yeah, the. I just vehicles... here, here's my th- here's my personal thing with camping. Okay, okay, here we go. Now, if you like to camp. 
that I'm not one of these people. I don't like something, so I'm going to tell the other people not to do it. But if you ask me my feelings about it, I will share them, and I'm not trying to influence anybody. Uh-huh. The the my issue with camping is we have evolved as human beings that we have invented the indoors and bedding and beds. Why not use them? Yes, but these are temporary structures that you can use to achieve such goals. That's the thing. And then when you're done with them, you just fold it up and put it in. Well, now, not, now you don't also, put it in your pocket, but you can haul it out. Now, it. also, a lot of people go glamping. Yes. Where they sleep in an RV that's probably bigger than my first apartment off White Ave. I love glamping. Yes. Yes. So is that to me? That's to me. If you're going in an RV that's like a small house, I mm-hmm. don't think you're camping. I don't think those people should be able to say they're going camping. No, that's a vacation at that point. Right. If, like if you're and I, I respect people who like camping and are actually roughing it or actually pitching a tent and sleeping in a sleeping bag or on the ground or whatever mm-hmm. and making fire or, or using whatever the campground has. That's camping. If you're just driving a miniature house and parking it somewhere, mm-hmm. I don't think that's camping. Okay, fair enough. That's glamping. Well, is that what it's called? There you go. Glamorous <laughs> camping. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I prefer both. And this this weekend I'm doing more option A than option B. But hey, it's summertime. It's Alberta. That's what we do. Long weekend. Uh, uh, Andrea, the painter, texts in and says, "Oh, hey, Andrea. Uh, Andrea my- painted my house, by the way. She's outstanding. Uh, if you're looking for a painter, Andrea, the painter." Okay. Well, she texts in and says, money, maybe beer, and having parents like yours to hang out with. <laughs> well, that's very nice, Andrea. Thank you. There you I go. will hang out with my parents at some point this weekend. Mm-hmm. I uh, got an unknown text that came in that said, lots of beer, uh, fishing, and spending time with the family. Beer and family are coming up a lot. Those beer are the two pillars of life, everybody. Yes. Uh, beer is a common denominator and family as well, too. Uh, Tyler uh, comes in. Uh, a little risque here. Says a redhead, a blonde, and a brunette. Oh, my goodness, Tyler. You are a <laughs> saucy individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have an unknown text that came in that basically says uh, the free things I need for a long weekend is a phone to access the oh access the inside sports podcast so i could listen to the to the back catalog and then he says a beer and what's the third thing it's, it's hard to make out um oh he says it's an open gravel lot i guess so that's where he goes it goes camps out in a gravel lot and listens to inside and sports. listens to inside sports and drinks beer in a gravel lot somewhere. is that that sounds quite sad actually <laughs> what did you do this weekend i went to an abandoned lot and drank and listened to a sports podcast yeah that, that is well hey whatever floats your boat I, I i hope that 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 person does indeed have a perfect weekend and if you're listening to the inside sports podcast we thank you uh 7804960063 what do we got on the elks anything coming in uh yes we got some uh chatter on the elks as well eric texts in and says reed with chris jones actually making a good coaching decision wondering if this is the twilight zone what is the name of this episode that's, <laughs> uh, that's, that's i never watched the twilight zone of course i'm aware of it uh but i never watched it i, I will say this i watched the latest episode of star trek strange new worlds last night it felt like the twilight zone because they did a musical episode weird i was willing to try it out um i watched the whole thing though it was i i found it quite boring and look i i realize they're all talented actors and can sing and i'm sure they had to put a lot of work into that it did have a scene with dancing and singing klingons were they original tracks or were they cover tunes 
No, I think they were songs they wrote for the episode. Oh, they okay. sounded very they sounded very generic musical tracks though. So somebody thinks it's a Twilight Zone episode that Chris Jones is is Trey Ford as the star. Beyond it is another dimension, a dimension of sound, a dimension of sight, a dimension of mind. That's where we are. We're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of Mm -hmm. things and ideas. You've just you know Trey Ford could move like a shadow and provide some substance to the Elks' offense. There we go. It all comes together. All right, I'm enjoying the show. I hope you are as well. 780-496-0063. We've had a couple comments on the Elks. We had a phone call about the Elks and the Oilers. Happy to hear from you on either of those and the three things you need for a perfect long weekend. Back in a couple of minutes. with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right, Trent Brown with James H. Brown. We thank them for being on board as our title sponsor. 10 to 7 here. As we go over the uh, news of the day is with the Elks. Trey Ford will start on Thursday against Winnipeg. We had a lot of news this week. Uh, Jeff Jackson with the Oilers yesterday named the CEO of Hockey Operations. We had the Ryan McLeod deal uh, with the Oilers. We had the Elks started off on Monday by removing Stephen McAdoo as the offensive coordinator and uh, putting Jarius Jackson is uh, in as the OC. Jared Daigie, of course, also a, a quarterback on the Elks roster who... Uh, has played a bit this season, did start a game with kind of mixed results, has got some points and ball movement in uh, garbage time. He's uh, talked today about fighting for the starter's job. I'm a competitor. Um, whatever the coaches decide um, and whoever they go with, um, that's their decision, whatever they think is best for the team. Um, I'm just going to go out here and compete. And Trey Ford, who Chris Jones said will start on Thursday, though he also said the other two guys are going to be ready and probably play, had this to say about the changes at QB and OC. Taylor, when he was running the offense, he was definitely still a mobile quarterback. I think I provide more of that, uh, running with my legs and being able to get first downs, making people miss an open field. Um, and then, yeah, I think we're going to try to uh, help out our offense all across the board, try to get the ball to the athletes faster. So trying to get the ball out quick, get it to the receivers, let them make the plays. And Ford commenting that it was, uh, of course, difficult not playing in the first eight games. I definitely wanted to be out there playing, but I mean, we got I got to do what's best for the team. You know, if, if they didn't think I was the best quarterback at that time, um, I think they made the right decision with what they wanted to do. I mean, it might not have been, you know, the same decision I was thinking at the time, obviously. But I mean, uh, I think if you ask any of the quarterbacks, they really just want to get out there and play, execute, and go show what they can do. Well, of course, he wanted to play, and now he's going to get that chance. And it's been quite a... Uh, quite a scenario at quarterback for the Elks. Cornelius has started seven of the eight games. Uh, Daigie started a game, has come in in relief a couple times. Kai Loxley took one snap and then got cut the day after the game. And Trey Ford wasn't on the roster for several of the games and now is going to be the starter. But they're looking for something to get it going. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Kellen, go. Well, you've got Elks text coming in. Uh, Jen texts in and says, "I'm just glad the Elks are making a change. It can't be worse than the Cornelius McAdoo combination. However, this should have been done a month ago when it was still possible to save the season." Well, that's. Uh, I, I understand that remark. I mean, I've certainly. You know, I, I've been saying for probably about a month now that I just would have stuck with Daigie. 
I just would have said, let, let's let let this guy play. Cornelius doesn't appear to be improving, doesn't appear to be comfortable, so let him play. And I've, I've always had some issues with how Stephen McAdoo approaches offense in the CFL. Everything that he does... I guess you could say this for almost any offensive system, but I, I again, I, I talk to people who have played in the league who know m- more intricate uh, things about football than I do. They said the way that the system McAdoo was running, and I assume the Elks are going to run a large chunk of that system, but it, it you really got to be quick and make smart decisions as a quarterback. And Michael Riley in 14 and 15 was able to do that. And Cornelius was not able to do that very consistently. So, yeah, I mean, look, the it's a, a very long shot for the Elks to make the playoffs. Though, again, you just got to hope Saskatchewan and Calgary keep losing all the time. Mm-hmm. And the Elks beat them head-to-head, and then maybe you get into third. That's a pretty big maybe, though. Right. Uh, Anthony texts in and says, a lot of doom and gloom for the Elks, but I think they will be more entertaining with Ford at quarterback. They've also been playing most of the season without Lewis and Arsenal, which I don't think has been talked about enough. I could see them winning four of their next six games. That's from Anthony. Well, I always appreciate optimism. I've said this a thousand times. Let's start with one win. Let's get one. Um, You know, if... If they were sitting here four and four, or even three and five, then maybe I'd be looking at chunks of games and saying you need to win this many of the next, however, to to be in a playoff spot. They got to start with one somewhere, somehow, home or away. It'd be nice if they finally snapped the home losing streak. Manny Arsenal will return against the uh, Bombers, and then Eugene Lewis can return the game after that. And yes, of course, that will help. Now those guys did play. In, in a couple of the bad offensive games earlier in the season, but it will help getting those guys back. What did he say for the next six he thinks they can win? Calling his shot, four out of the next six. They play Winnipeg, Hamilton, Ottawa, Calgary, Calgary, and Saskatchewan. So they play one good team and then five games against the teams that I have labeled as mediocre or worse. You got to beat a, I mean, mm. you got to beat a bad team at some point, I would hope. Uh, Hamilton's not great. They did win here earlier this season, a, a game that the Elks were right in until Cornelius threw the left-handed interception. The Elks were down four at the half, should have been up probably 10. Nonetheless, we're down four at the half, got a touchdown to start the third quarter. You're up three. Hamilton replies, they're up four. Okay, that's fine. A lot of football left. It's close. And Cornelius throws the left-handed interception. And then it was all Hamilton after that. So Winnipeg will be extremely tough Thursday. Then you're in Hamilton. Then Ottawa is here. I'm not sure about Ottawa. I know they beat the Elks and ran over them in that game. Um, thriller against Winnipeg. No, let's, let's face it. Un- an unlikely win against Winnipeg. They were down 16 points with less than three minutes left. It's not as if they played well. They just were able to pull it out in the end. An overtime win against Calgary. You play the Stamps twice. Uh, and then you're at Saskatchewan, who... I honestly think the Riders are the second worst team in the league. I think the Elks are the worst team. I think the Riders are the second worst team in the league. That's the next six games. Four out of six, I'm not going that far. Again, I'm starting with one. Prove you can win a game, and then we'll talk about games after that. All right, 780-496-0063. You can also let us know what three things you need for a perfect log weekend. We've had a lot of results that have included beer and family so far.